Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the DJ Life Podcast. Dude with glasses sitting here. Look Rick, he's on cute. We have a newly married man on the podcast today. Oh, Woo! yes. Round of applause for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I got to attend Eric's wedding this weekend. It was fun. It was a blast. He he DJed at his own wedding, too. You Just, have to. Dude, I, so I saw a picture on Facebook or a video, and I'm like, dude, is Eric standing behind the decks at his own wedding? What uh, he, he was. And Rachel, the wife, oh, that's weird, but she literally <laughs> came up, and she was pretty drunk and she's like you're djing now and i was like okay so prior to that we there was like a group of like five six of us outside uh-huh. and she comes outside she's like all you motherfuckers inside i'm getting eric the dj and we're like okay we're going that's hilarious dude at my wedding i had 11 different djs as guests uh-huh. and and i had had i had plenty of people asking me about djing my wedding and i told my wife at the time i'm like you pick whoever you want i'm not getting down that road of trying to have someone be upset that i didn't pick them mm-hmm. she picked the guy i knew him i'm friends with him he's a good dude he did a good job and i told him point blank i said look there's gonna be 11 djs in that room you do not let any of them get behind the decks this is your party your show, uh-huh. do your thing. I want them partying and right. drinking and having fun. No, yeah. nobody behind the turntables. This is not like a dick measuring. Uh, yeah, no, DJ no. off. No. Like. That's like what every one of my buddies wants to do at my wedding right now. They're all like, "Are you gonna have like all Don't of us do like a thirty minute set?" I'm like, "No, none of you guys are touching the fucking decks." Period. Dude, I almost <laughs> had like a FBI wanted poster like, "Do not allow these ten guys behind the booth," you know, it, and put it there. Here's exactly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, the guest, Michael Alvarez, is that how oh, I said you said that? it wrong already? Al- Alivraz. I was going to try it. Alev, Alivraz. Here, I'll help you. Alivris. Alivris. God damn it. Alivris. I was going to say, I wasn't trying it. I've been dealing with that for 44 years, so don't yeah, worry about every it. Every time I tried to tag you, I kept trying to type Alvarez, like with a V yeah. at the beginning, and it was like, nope, can't find him. And then I'd have to scroll back to Facebook and be like, damn it. And then I'd go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Everybody reverses the E and the V, so yeah, I'm used to that was me. Right. But thanks well, for having me, guys. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So tell us a little about yourself uh, before we start out. Where are you from first? Uh, I'm from a town in... Orange County, New York, called Washingtonville, New York. Okay. Um, it's about 65 miles north of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Even even that 60-mile drive could take you two and a half hours with our traffic. Right. Um, Just two I and a half? Up... <laughs> I feel like it'd be more than that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Orange County. I've lived here my whole life, went to high school up here, Um and uh, Washingtonville's claim to fame is we are the home of America's oldest winery called the Brotherhood Winery. Uh-huh. And uh, in the Orange County, Hudson Valley area, some of the kind of like landmarks or things people would know of were uh, in our backyard is the United States Military Academy at West Point Army. Mm-hmm. So that's in our area. And if you remember, you guys remember a TV show called American Chopper where the yeah, father uh, of the son made. Uh-huh. Of course. Orange County Choppers is Orange County, New York, okay. not Orange County, California. Okay. All right. I, never, so they're, they're, I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know so that. Yeah, so their facility, their production, their uh, factory, all of it's – I drive past it all the time. It's in our backyard. Cool. I was going to ask about snow up there, but I don't think that's not like a snowy area all of a sudden. I feel like that was going to be a stupid question. Oh, no. We had they snow today. We got snow. Uh, like three or four inches today. Yeah? 
Yeah, yeah we got three or four yeah. inches well, today. Well, shit, like Vegas has been getting snow lately, so I feel like right now might not be the time to measure that by. Did you hear yeah. about that? The PBX, uh, there was like yeah, a sandstorm, and then immediately you were there. Were you there? No, I wasn't there. Uh, they had a snow? Yeah, dude. Two of, I didn't hear about two, of my guy, two of my guys were there, but I'm friends of uh, Brian McGann from SMPL. Simple. Yeah. yeah. He's in my market. Like, we bid on gigs together. Okay. And I, he put up a, a Facebook reel or a story or whatever, and it was like snowflakes falling. I'm like, what the f-? Like, I know, yeah. For real. I saw uh, crazy. I saw uh, was it Cleveland uh, Cleveland Terry's video going from is a sand LA storm. from LA into Vegas and it was just like just yeah. sand crazy. Yeah. They had a sandstorm and then it snowed the next day. Um, just weird shit. But um, sounds like we just like West Coast is just having a lot of fucked up shit happen. Yeah, I mean, well, LA got like flooded eh, and then past three years. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just thing after thing right now. They're I can't all, leave, they're all, you can't they're believe all, Armageddon hasn't happened yet. I mean, they're all moving this way anyway. I'm not so. talking about the banger by Bruce Willis, but uh, so Michael, uh, DJ, obviously, um, yep, single op, multi op. Tell us about your uh, I work for a multi op, I'm the vice president of the Hudson Valley event group. Um, we have 14. Teen headliners on staff right now we've got a photo a photography division and we have now a full rental company like tables chairs tents flatware oh. glassware dishware um and i still perform i still dj regularly um i love doing that but yeah i'm managing a sizable enterprise up here yeah what do you like what are your uh what does your job entail like tell me about your your typical day uh, my typical day ranges from meeting with our director of operations on one day. His name is Dan. I might meet with my director of sales another day. I might meet with our rental guy or our photography guy. Like we just got into doing the, uh, uh, the retro audio phone guest book thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Added that. My photographer is also our graphic designer in house. And so I told him I need to mock up some social media graphics so we can get that, you know, promoted. And we're going to stage a shoot with the, once we get all the hardware and the equipment, we're going to stage a shoot and take photos of it that we could use for that. Uh -huh. um, I network with other DJs. I talk with my staff. I book events. I check the schedule, but I kind of oversee them, all the other guys getting their stuff done. What do they need to keep the company running effectively and efficiently. So I kind of wear a whole bunch of hats. The only things I do not do, I do not touch. I don't touch payroll, unemployment tax, workers comp, budgeting, the finances. Uh, my boss, Josh, that's all on him. I don't go anywhere near that. Uh -huh. um, so you're strictly like execution. Execution, day-to-day -day operations. And I'm a filter for Josh. Like Josh has enough stuff on his plate to you know, do the kind of global mm -hmm. big thinking projections of the company where we want to be. And he doesn't need to be bogged down in minutia on, you know, this piece of equipment isn't working or this, this is an issue. Those guys report to me. I help solve those problems yep. and filter them out and just tell Josh what he needs to know or say, yeah, this was taken care of. Don't worry about it. You know, we're moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Josh, Josh. Last LASK. I don't think I know him. He spoke at um, PBX last week. He was there. He gave a presentation. And he, um, Eric, you, um, when you and I met face to face for the first time at Marquee in Chicago, his brother Matt was with me. Okay. Hmm. 
So Matt's our director of sales. So cool. Um, I love John, hearing. John, go ahead. No, I, I was. I love hearing about like. I'll call them like a monster operation, you know, stuff like that. Cause yeah. like, I think I'm such hot shit. And then I hear some shit like that and I'm like, and well, and here's the crazy <laughs> part. Like we had no, like I had worked for a multi-op for eight years. The guy was a complete idiot. Didn't know how to run his business, but I had kind of elevated to like his second in command. And I'd finally, I outgrew his company. He couldn't, pay me any more than I was getting paid creatively. I was kind of stifled. And then Josh, we met when he was 16 years old. I'm a little older than him. Mm-hmm. And he cold called me when I was working for the other company, trying to find out, you know, what's the marketplace like? Cause he was starting his own DJ company. Mm-hmm. And I saw through it really fast because he started asking questions like what brand speakers do you use? And he also <laughs> said that he was pricing he needed a DJ for his daughter's sweet 16. Okay. Just the tone of his voice. I'm like, right, right. This is I, I knew it was bullshit, but I was like, you know what? I'll play along. I'm not, I have nothing to hide. And after I hung up the phone with him and gave him an honest answer, he called me back and said, Hey, I'm the guy calling about the sweet 16. I'm not really having a sweet 16. I'm a DJ. I said, no shit. Right. I know you. <laughs> yeah, no He's shit. like, really? It didn't work. Bastard. <laughs> and he, he goes, Well, how do you know? I'm like, bro, you don't sound old enough to have a 16-year-old. And two. Not a damn client gives a crap about the brand model of speaker I'm using. I know. It I was well, like, I, I have had that question before, and I'm immediately like, ah, we're we're full. I don't care. You're you suspect go. right away. Yeah, you gotta go. I don't know what's yeah. up with you. I'm like, <laughs> well, too technical. We use the good ones. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna sound good. But right. Josh, you know, was building his own company. I mentored him. I gave him some advice, and I also used them for our the multi app I was employed by. Mm-hmm. And after a little while, once I kind of realized that I was reaching the end of my time at my first DJ company, um, I kind of proposed to Josh. I said, dude, I'm looking for a change. If you can make me an offer that I'm happy with, you know, let's talk. And he basically doubled what I was making at the other company. And I basically said, it's over. I'm done. I'm out. See you later. Right. Um, How old are you? I'm 44. 44. How what how old were you when you got into this game? I was 18 years old. I started in May of 1997. Okay. Uh and tell us about that. So, that first guy that I worked for, he was my next-door neighbor. Okay. And he had had a DJ company for like 5 or 6 years. Um I graduated high school in 1997. So, I'm getting, you know, I'm in my senior year. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm going to be going to college, but it'd be nice to have a job to make some money, you know, during the summer before I leave, you know, and I did not want to be folding clothes at a retail store. I didn't want to be flipping hamburgers at a restaurant. And I approached him and said, Hey, do you need anybody? Do you have any work? Like I need to do something until I go to school. And I, if I could find it, I'd love to see it. But my job application that i filled out for him and the job position he wrote down my job title was roadie mm-hmm. my job was going to be help set up gear break down be a gear and be a uh you know be a case bitch you mm-hmm. know and lug shit around and he took he he hired me he took me on a few jobs and he quickly realized that i was showing interest and intrigue about the music he's playing what he's doing on the microphone and in, in high school and in elementary school i had done theater performing arts so i naturally like to perform and he quickly said you're not going to be 
a roadie, you're going to be a DJ. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to train you to be a DJ. And I got my start there and I've never stopped. Yeah. I, you know, there was a short period when I was away at college that I got away from it. Um, and I only, I didn't last at college very long. It wasn't for me. And when I came home, dove right back into DJ and I've never right. stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised, honestly, in like the, cause, cause you were that age, you didn't get into the club bar scene or unless you did and you just didn't mention it uh uh, you know i did a little bit like that first summer when i was working for him in 97 and then in the following one 98 after i didn't go back to college you know some of his accounts included you know the occasional bar gig here or there that i went to but i wasn't like wow you know in high school i was not a big partier like i didn't go to a lot of parties and and you know, house parties or trying to sneak drinks and all and and even going to parties as a guest at like a classmate sweet 16. I was so involved with sports at the time. I didn't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I did not have time to do all that type of stuff. So I wasn't into it from I want to go out and party and drink for free and that type of thing. I just kind of just enjoyed the performance and the kind of reaction that the crowds would give you and, right. and the response you would get. That's kind of what piqued my interest. That was like the total, I mean, so I, I was definitely the party guy, you know, I was right. super into drugs, getting fucked up all the time <laughs> and whatnot. Um, and DJing for me, when I started, was that like the reactions from people, it was the pats on the back, it was the getting the response from the crowd, it was people right. calling you the man basically. And I was like, this is the shit, you know, I I don't care if I was getting paid zero, it was still awesome. And then it kind of developed, you know, from there. Um, it took me forever to get into events though. I was doing shitty bars and low payout crap clubs for fucking years and years. Um, Yeah. I mean, he, you know, I, I would go to some of those bar gigs, um, sometimes as an assistant to help set up to kind of get trained, cut your teeth, but I wasn't the guy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like the umbilical cord was cut and I was free to do whatever I want yet. Yeah. Yeah. And gradually he would take me on other events, whether it was a wedding or a bar and bat mitzvah or a sweet 16. And I remember distinctly he he had weekly staff meetings because we had back then crowd motivators were you know way more used than they are today that's nowadays still so if different you're... up north though. what was that that's still just so different up north a, a party motivator here i don't even know like well that would be like what <laughs> you know yeah, well, the, the, nowadays even in this market in the new york new york the new york new jersey tri-state area right. it's strictly a bar mitzvah thing yep yep mm-hmm. like it even when I started in the late nineties there, you'd have them occasionally on weddings. It was a thing, mm-hmm. but that died out fast. But I remember at a staff meeting one day we're sitting around, he's handing out job assignments. And this is when you've got the big paper calendar book that you're writing gigs in. And he says to me, all right, Mike, you're leading this sweet 16. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm not ready for that. And I remember distinctly, I went, on that job, he sent somebody with me who had less experience than me, and it was a binder of promo-only CDs and a binder of CDs called the Platinum Series. I don't know if you guys are old enough to even I, know what that I is. I the Platinum Series. That's promo-only still, though, isn't it? No, the Platinum Series was not put out by promo-only. That was a complete no-no distribution of music. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I know the exact CDs you're talking about, even though yeah, that I'm, forty that forty disc set. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like our wedding playlist these yeah. days. It's like every song but you'd that, imagine. Shook me all night was, long, and that fucking was literally the salt and pepper push music. it, and just like yep. all that bullshit. You know, yeah, old time rock and roll and all that crap. Uh, right. You know, that that's how I started. That was my first taste of DJing by myself. I could have sworn that was promo only release. Whatever, it doesn't matter. That's cool. Uh, so. So you started out as a roadie um, with this multi-op, the first one, uh, and you said there's headliners. That that was your current, that, though. That yeah. wasn't the yeah. old one? Uh, yeah, well, now we call them headliners. Went. Back then, we called them DJs. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. I wasn't sure if it was like a like a headliner DJ versus like a novice DJ or there's different price points. My, my, this is leading to my question of yeah. how did you, what was the process like of making your way from like the noob to the dude, you know, like what does that look like? Well, it was a lot of trial and error and you know, that first company once kind of the ice was, the dam was broken of doing jobs by yourself and progressively getting more comfortable with it and, you know, making a lot of mistakes and learning, you know, kind of on the fly. Cause that guy was not a really great teacher of, you know, this DJ industry and what's kind of the right and wrong things to do, at least back then. Mm -hmm. But as I did it more and more and more, and he entrusted me leading a wedding, leading a bar bat mitzvah and getting better at it would have at the same time, because I hadn't gotten to a point where, I was making enough money, even as a 20 year old, you know, I still wanted to have money and had, you know, have car, you know, car insurance, all that crap. Mm -hmm. So I had a, I did have a part-time job at a shoe store at a big mall and I was getting like 20 hours a week at, I don't know, let's say 10 bucks an hour. And I said to my boss, I said, bro, I hate that job. Um, I'm getting 20 hours a week at 10 bucks an hour. It's $200 a week. If you can pay me $200 a week, to match that, I will quit that job and I'll help you run your company, maybe book some jobs. Let's see if we can do it. And he said, yeah, let's do it. And that's how I got into doing sales, meeting clients, calling them on the phone, doing meetings and getting more into the business end of it. And that's really where it really took off doing all that. What year was that? What year do you think? 99, 2000. So... I'd imagine you were not running even a Google Sheets business at that point. Um, dude, it's straight pen, uh, Rolodexes paper. and yeah, dude. I mean, our calendar was a big, thick calendar book you could buy at Staples mm -hmm. that had every month in it, right? And everything was written in there, and it was a three-ring binder. We had hole punches contracts that went in i mean yeah there's so, there's still djs to so this day doing that I'll exact ask you, same thing i'll ask you the golden question that every motherfucker i've ever talked to in my life has asked me and i'm dead serious where did you get your leads <laughs> <I don't shit. laughs> i'm dead serious though back yeah. then i don't even know how i'd get them dude it was bridal shows bridal shows it was referrals from other venues. than word of mouth. Word of mouth is like a in this. A, a, you get my point. Bridal but, shows, but so bridal shows and maybe magazine articles or yeah, like newspaper. A week, newspaper. Yeah. You want me to blow your mind? I was only nine you, years old at the time, so I, I don't even six. know what life was like at that time. 
we actually had a small quarter page ad in something called the yellow pages yeah yeah oh yeah okay. phone book i wonder like and that thing would generate produced, calls produced that's nuts so let, let's say someone called because i'd imagine it started with a phone call oh the yep. phone calls because i don't know how else they'd contact did emails happen back then it email i mean email was up and coming aol yeah. was i mean i remember it aol in like 1997 using it but it was all phone um, calls wasn't it it had to it be. was all phone so then yeah. you'd write the contact down you'd be like all right joe schmo you know yep. event date is october date and then mm -hmm. They didn't book, so maybe you'd be like, "I'm gonna call Joe Schmo back in a week because he didn't book yep. us yet." I don't know. I just like what I'm, was the follow up so, process? Yeah, I, like, like what is a, a? Did you like track them and like follow up with them or like? Hell yeah, dude! Oh my god! Hell yeah! It was absolutely get on the phone. Hi, you know my name is Michael from XYZ DJ Company. Um, how can I help you? Start talking about it. All right, great. Would you like to book? Oh, let me talk to my wife. Or I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Click couple days a week hey haven't heard back from you do yep. you want a book and you'd go through like a pile of leads right right to keep track of what you've God. been doing and if i doing. told my sales dude who graham we live like, in a great era he literally <laughs> if i told him he had to cold call someone one time he, he would, would flip quit. shit he'd quit <laughs> that day he'd be like all right bro i'm out like he would text him he would actually lie to me and text him instead and just act like he did i actually literally just told hannah who does all of ours now i i because she was complaining to me in our meeting on monday that like she had like three people not show up or not answer her text or email. I'm like, well, you know, if they don't show up to the, the video meeting, just call them and then you can cross off. You've done everything possible to try and get hold of them. Yeah, you leave them a voicemail and text them. And she's like, we never call anybody though. And I'm like, just no, we don't. Like, but for this reason, they, they scheduled a meeting, <laughs> so let's, let's call them. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's so, it's almost like you say that and it's like, duh. But like, to think about that nowadays, it's just nuts that you had to do. I literally, that I would, feel like that's like Stone Age shit. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, because yeah. there's that, so many softwares. and That was a slap in the face to me when I started the Christmas light business because I was dealing with all people in their 50s and above where all they do is phone calls. So we were trying to hang Christmas lights. So every client was a phone call. It was so foreign to us to even... Like we can't just text an email. Like yeah. everything was done over the phone. It was like literally collecting credit card info on the phone and doing I everything. I it have was to remind, so crazy. I have to remind Graham sometimes that we're talking to parents. Oh, the parents and sometimes. They're old yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not with it, you know. Right. And you have to talk to them how they're trying to get you to talk to them like yeah. that. Like they want you to call. They're like, can you right. call me right now? And it's like, how about you fill out this Calendly link instead? I feel it's like, like just fucking call them. I feel like, <laughs> like, uh, like when I was doing all the calls and answering all the calls, when you would get a parent on the phone though, they were like so appreciative of like you. They're like, you're like the first DJ I've called that actually answered the phone. Yeah. I, I still get that today. Yeah, I bet anything. If if you do that, you get those bookings. Period. Oh, 100 percent. I'll I'll blow your mind for a second. Blow it, please. So blow. I still like doing some pen and paper stuff. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, of course. And I had a call, cold call came through our office line. Wasn't expecting it. She said, "Hey, I'm looking for a DJ at such and such a venue." Blah blah blah. I'm happy to tell you. And she's like, "I can't believe you're actually there." Other DJs have just left messages. Yeah, well, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. 25 minutes later, I closed her for $8,500. Shit. Yep. 
only because I picked up the phone. Yeah. You know, it's such a, you know, but we do, we're, we're adaptable to everything. Like I have, you know, my guys, yes, use email. Yes. Use text messaging. Yes. Use the phone. Well, any touch point that can get us in contact with a client or get them to mm -hmm. communicate the book I'm going to do. And that's, you know, Matt and the other guys that do sales, that's their marching orders is it's a numbers game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a contact thing. You know, I'm a big fan of movies and stuff like Wolf of Wall Street or, or oh my Glenn, yes. Glenn Ross. Seriously. Or, I need to know, watch that Oil again. Dude, Wolf of I'm Wall older, Street. Dude. I literally get like goosebumps watching it. Cause it gets me so excited, you know, like, I, I don't know if you saw someone had put up a post on Facebook about, you know, after a bridal show, are you calling right away? Are you waiting? You know, what's the point of contact? And and how often do you follow up? And my response was, it's a retainer or a restraining order. That's what I like. I will contact people or email or get you or have automated things sent out. Like I will be what's the line he uses telephone terrorist man mm -hmm. like yeah. <laughs> we will yeah well i mean everyone's scared of the phone i'm legitimately scared of the phone i'm the first one to say well i'm not the first one to say it but you know what i mean i hate talking on the fucking phone it, it right. well i actually i don't hate it but i need to be warned you know what i mean it cannot or be like out of the just blue. out of the blue or i i can't that's uncomfortable, you know, See, I, um, and that's I, how people are built. These days. I enjoy talking on the phone. Like if I can get someone on the phone and have a conversation, mm -hmm. I'm happy to do it. If they want to do email, I'm cool with that too. Like, right. But well, it's easier, I, you know, it's well, less yeah. personable. And, you can and cover I, more I just ground. think like there's no black or white single one way to skin a cat. No, mm -hmm. and, you it's... know, any of these approaches work. Some people want text message. Some people reach out to us through Facebook. Some reach out through Instagram whatever yep. uh, i want to be there available and be able to communicate with them mm -hmm. yeah i you know i so i have a call service right i my old phone number like my old cell phone number that i started the company with because i just didn't i forgot you still have that yeah I, well i mean no one expects what happens to happen you know so anyways so my phone number got ruined of course um so i kept it and i have this shitty old iphone in my office and i Bought, I got a new number for my actual cell phone and all calls that go to this old phone number just forward immediately to a call service. Right. And right. I have some lady answer it or whatever. And, uh, I really ought to, I have a list of questions that I forced. That's like their questionnaire for a person to answer. Right. Um, it's a script for them. Right. And it's not even crazy. It's literally, they collect a name, a date, an email, they ask if it's a current client and if it's a current client, if it's an emergency or not, if it's an emergency and it's a current client, they have permission to forward it to my phone. I ought to say if it's a lead forward it to this motherfucker's phone, not me, right. but, or maybe me, but you get my point. Like yeah. Some yeah. sort of put forward, them in contact with someone forward the call. Don't just record the information anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, no, that, cause we that's get those smart. calls, you know, and they might, I call them worthless, but they might not necessarily, you know, I don't know. If they claim to be a lead, they're probably worth, they're 100% worth you having someone talking to you them. You can at least talk to them for three fucking minutes, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and if it's some bullshit, it's some bullshit. But hey, I mean, it's better to actually talk to someone than have a, a scheduled wedding video call and then they don't even show up. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that that's the one that yeah. chaps my ass. Like if we schedule a time for a Zoom 
even like if a client is really hard up about doing a face-to-face -face meeting, if I think the prospects of them closing and it's going to be a big ticket, all right, I'll do that, you know, like a bar mitzvah or a wedding. Right. But then if they don't show for that Zoom meeting oh, you're, or whatever, you're yeah, that pisses me. me off. Yo, yeah. Yeah, that, it's that, especially when someone me. else like they set the time. It's not like you set the time, you right. know, and I don't know if you have you know, I'm sure you do. But like some kind of reminders system to go off. And so they get a text six hours before and then one hour before. Oh, yeah. And then they still don't show up and they don't even have the courtesy to warn you. And you probably even have a button that's like a reschedule or a cancel button that they could have clicked also. And they don't do any of it. Fuck that shit. If I have an automation <laughs> meeting for like my shit with like another DJ and they do that to me, I will block you. I will never talk to you again. I get <laughs> so mad about it. Like, fuck you. I don't want to work with you anyways. You know, Right. This is exact. Oh, my mic's not hooked up. Damn it. You unhooked you your... this mic out. Mic cord out. I hooked. I unhooked my mic so I could tell Alexa to turn the lights back on. I need to fix that. I need to make a note. I'm gonna make a note to fix that. Make a note. Um, my whole house is automated, so the lights like turn on and off throughout the oh, day. Oh yeah. And it was set at ten, and then I had adjusted the automation for some unknown reason. Unknown. Up, up the start half an hour earlier, and it now they shut off at nine thirty in the middle of the podcast, so it's fucked up. Anyways, um, yeah, though no, that's exactly what Hannah was complaining with to me about this this week was like she was getting pissed about people ghosting, and I was like, can't really do anything about it. Well, um, you can we, add a phone call. We that's had it. for we had for the longest time we had this slick VoIP phone system where they would call the office line, and there was a message prompt saying, you know, if you'd like to talk to Mike, press this number, Josh, this number, so and so. And it would ring right to that person's mm -hmm. cell phone. Yeah. And then we also had a, it was also generic. If they hit the generic mailbox, you know, oh, you'd like to speak to someone right now, it would ring everybody's phone number that yeah. was authorized. And whoever the first person that got it got the phone call. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like boiler room, get the call, it's your lead. But we have seen that the phone isn't ringing as frequently as it used to. So we're just going to transfer that number to a landline get or or another cell phone and like eric said get a bullshit iphone leave it in the office here and check it if there's calls that come in like we do see that there's a change because mm -hmm. i don't need to be paying the amount of money we pay a month for I this use, voice system to have five cell phones connected to it because it's not being yeah, used as yeah. much but i use when a client calls and they book for eighty five hundred dollars, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, the phone I, I literally had it in a drawer somewhere, so it was free. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And then uh, the the service is eight dollars a month, and it's called T E L L O Tello. Um, it's Hello. the worst service in the world, but it doesn't matter because it just it unlimited texting, and I think I get three hundred minutes, which is plenty, like beyond plenty of minutes. Um, right. Oh, you're talking services and coverage range is terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, it stays connected to my wife. It's impossible for this. Like, I'm going to get the call. You know, the iPhone yeah, doesn't yeah, move. It, if I was traveling with it, I wouldn't consider this. But gotcha, And gotcha. then it forwards to my call service, which is, uh, I think it's $80 a month. It's nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, and and that's it. So you're looking at nine, 90 bucks a month, roughly, for that. Um, and it it's honestly the biggest... Uh, just for them to filter out the bullshit calls. Cause if yeah. it's like, uh, Oh, you're looking to see if you want to have an ad in a magazine article, fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I don't have time for that. Right. Yeah. So we have Google voice numbers, so we get the Google spam all the time. 
the your Google business list. Number. Yeah, just all those bullshit calls. Filter all those out. That was really what made me get rid of it. Because if it was just like, oh, my name's Cindy. I'm looking for a DJ. Even if she's a a, a price shopper, budget has two hundred dollars. But it's an actual DJ, person. At least it was a person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. Do you, Do you want to extend your car warranty? Exactly. Like, fuck off. Right. I have no time for that. Yeah. Your student loans are overdue. We can help you with those. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have student loans. At least not anymore. Thank the. F- Fuck Christ! Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't even have student loans, and I get the calls about it. I paid and I'm for like, my I college. I paid for my college out of pocket, uh, as it happened. But I only went to two semest, two through three semesters, a full year, and then one semester, whatever that is. That's five semesters. Maybe I only. Well, after I left the four year no, no, college, no, no, I no. went to. I did go to broadcasting school, so I had to pay Sorry, for I that. Uh-huh. And I, I was thinking I paid that off quite a while ago. Thank God. So. Yeah. Broadcasting school, huh? Yeah, man. We didn't I went tackle to broadcasting that. School. What'd you do with that? What did what? What do you? Is that like for radio? What? Yeah, I went. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was still neck deep in the private event mobile DJing, and I loved doing it. But I was like, you know, let me diversify. Let me have some other options. Maybe I don't do this for the rest of my life. Maybe I go in a different route. So, um, the big one up in the tri-state area, and they do have locations up and down the East Coast was the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And I specifically picked um, a, one of their campuses in Connecticut because they had a pipeline to WFAN Sports Radio in New York City. It's like the biggest sports talk mm-hmm. station in the country, kind of revolutionized sports talk radio because I'm a big sports fan. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'd like to get in there. And I, I did the program. Um uh, when I finished my internship, I got to intern at WFAN in New York City, and that was at a time when Don Imus was still the morning show host there. You know, he, he's a radio legend. Uh, we had other radio hosts there, and I did that, and I did my internship, and I loved it, but when it came time, so, Mike, we'd like to offer you a part-time position. Uh, we have 15 part-timers on staff, and we have 12 part-time shifts available a month, and we're going to pay you... Uh, nine bucks an hour and I'm living an hour and a half north of New York city. And I'd have to drive or take the train. I'm like, fuck nah. that. I'm out. See ya. Hell no. Yeah. I'd rather sell fuck. fucking thongs on Etsy. Fuck that. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, that was I, the first thing that I, came I, to mind. I did end I up no locally. I did do about <laughs> six years. I was a part-time radio DJ for an alternative rock station, which was fun. I enjoyed it. It was cool to be on the radio. I got concert tickets. I got to see lots of bands up close and live. It was it was fun, but again, the pay wasn't there. The hours weren't there. Unless you were getting into the, uh, you know, Howard Stern range, you're not going to make big time bucks in radio. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Almost every radio DJ I know had a part time job or a side hustle to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so I, I gave that up, but it was fun while it lasted. Right. I bet. Also, I mean, it probably helped you as a DJ, like with uh, the voice. You know what I mean, like uh, the radio you know, voice. It's funny you you mentioned that. I know where you're going with it. The first thing the program director said to me was, "Be conversational. Don't try to be an announcer. Uh-huh. Be conversational. You know, have fun with it." And one thing that I took away the the general manager of the station he told me something that i still to this day teach my djs and my headliners and mcs the guys that'll be on the mic and this guy said to me when you open that microphone 
and you're going to talk to our radio audience, whatever you're going to say, don't say 20 words when you can get it out of your mouth in 10. Use an economy of words. Uh -huh. Less is more. Don't start rambling on because then you start losing your train of thought. You don't know where to end the sentence or or end the, the statement or the point you're trying to make. Don't say 20 words when you can do it in 10. And I, I've never forgotten that. And I use it to this day. Um, and I'll shorten up what I say to eliminate the chances of making mistakes or fumbling my words. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I see like New Jersey deep wedding dudes who are killing it by the way, like in their area, they're not bad or anything, but it's just a different style. And like, uh, you know, like Billy Jean will be playing or something like that. And like, they'll in the middle of the song, just be like, I, I can't think, I don't know what I would say, but like got any Billy Jeans out there? Like something like yeah. that, like on topic with the song they're listening to. And it just keeps going. Like next is, fucking push it and it's like who's gonna push it they're or gonna some they're kind constantly of, on the mic they're constantly on the mic and here someone would be like dude shut the fuck up ex immediately be like what the fuck are you doing like you sound like a cheese ball and up there maybe that's not cheesy or whatever and maybe it is and i'm just tripping but uh i would just never do that you know like yeah, yeah no, we're like that, uh, we're gonna cut be, the cake you Peace. would be looked at as cheesy if you were doing that constantly for four hours at someone's wedding or sweet 16 or any event you would absolutely be looked at as kind of the cheesy uh -huh. you know kind of 90s dj like that's not what clients mm -hmm. are looking for i'm not opposed to my guys or myself being interactive but i pick my spots and pick my battles right. and i it's pick like, uh, kind of like where's the entry point where i'm going to say hey everyone make some noise for mr and mrs smith or correct. you know raise the roof like i will kind of judiciously Ooh, pick my like battles, pick my spots to do that, and then shut the hell up right. and let them have fun. Uh -huh. Yeah, you just need to interject when, like, if this song is big with the bride and groom, like, saying, like, this is so-and-so's favorite song or something like that, like, uh, or just, like you said, just raise your hands on occasion, put your hands up, make some noise, but it, like... It doesn't know. even need to be close to every song. There's just, no. there's a, t like you said, there's a time. And for audiences it. are different too. It depends what the audience gives you in terms of reaction purposes as well. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, responding, if, 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 if you then, get a bad response, if, you just shut the fuck up the rest of the night. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going. You know, if I go in for some kind of call and response thing at a party and I get a tepid or lukewarm reaction, Okay. All right, I'm going to stay off the microphone and wait till I see another moment where I think it will get a better response to try again. Mm -hmm. But I will, you know, holster the microphone for the foreseeable time frame until I think it's appropriate again. Yeah. And I like I, that holster the microphone. When I was still like kind of like training new DJs and whatnot, one thing I would always try at least to get them to realize is like something audio has to be happening at all times. Like, yes. Ideally, it's music. However, if there's a time, and a great example is if you do an anniversary dance. I don't know if you ever do those. Yeah, we do it, that. Right. So here. you do the anniversary dance. If you're a one-man show, though, the difficulty, unless you have some crazy tech, is you have to cross the room with the song stopped, right? Because once the song ends, if you're going to have the hand off the mic to the super old lady or the old couple that wins, couple, yeah. you know, you have the 
10 second walk to hand them the mic and then you have the walk back you know and yeah you could play like a, a, a tiny like a like a quieter song but anyways basically during that walk you talk on the microphone oh yeah right? yeah in my that's my filling point the I, was going, I was filling like, the air with this? filling <laughs> the air i know I, that was a long way to say that but uh to someone who just looks at like brand new DJ, they're like, all right, if, if audio has to be playing, it has to be music. That would be your first thought. And it's like, well, right. let's, let's say the song ends and you're about to change. Um, maybe you're, you're playing like Baby Got Back or EDM, whatever the fuck, bangers, and you're about to you know bust in at last at a James. Well, if you just cold cut into that, eh, not so much. You know, it might not be as smooth. But if you go silent and be like, "This one's for the ladies," and then switch into Etta James, that's kind of cheesy. But at least you're selling that transition a little better because you use the microphone and it's not yeah. silent. We we teach all of our guys that the microphone you know, is a tool that can help you in situations like that. If we have, uh, you know, if our MC is on an event, one of our MCs is on an event and he's kind of like training or working in a new DJ who's you know kind of ready to start DJing on his own, but still needs that kind of supervision. And I'll be like, bro, if you're going from one song to another and it starts sounding like a train wreck or Joe Bunn's phrase, you know, shoes in a dryer, right? get on the mic and cover that mix for him and you know smooth it out because then people are going to key in on the voice not the music mm -hmm. and go on to the next thing or like you said if there's a radical change in tempo and pace like all right we need to slow it down for a moment use the microphone to ease that transition so it's not as abrupt or kind of startling you know yeah. that was always a trick in a in a nightclub if you're gonna like go from playing straight up fucking migos and then you're gonna drop love story by taylor swift in the middle of that if you just go silent and be like this one's for the ladies and then yep. play that then all of a sudden the whole room is with it but if you just yep. did that without saying that it is like what the fuck was that it is yeah. the total different sell on that song yeah you know what i mean you can sell yourself out of like shitty requests too. right well you know, or questionable like i don't know if this is gonna work song but like it was a request by so and so or the bride had it on the request list and you just but you throw a name out there to yeah but i'm just saying like, that would be you know if it's like a lady sing-along or something yeah. and i was gonna play it it's not necessarily like it was a request it may could have been but either way um so all right, question in the chat. How detailed do y'all get into your policies and procedures agreement that the DJ signed? Trying to toe the line with 1099 DJs, but also want to uphold standards. Well, well that's you, a good question. I'll, I'll let you take that. Yeah. I was about to ask, nope. start off, what are your guys' 1099 or W-2? Or a swarm? They are all employees, and they work exclusively for us. Okay. They get payroll checks every week. They have taxes taken out. They are W-2. We do not have a single subcontractor. Uh -huh. Do they sign non-competes? What? Do they sign non-competes as well? No, they're free to do whatever they want. Like, if, if someone doesn't want to be here, they don't want to be here. Like, I'm not going to force somebody, but we pay them a good wage we keep them busy we keep them engaged um we pay better than some of the other companies in our area and we keep them busy and happy like we've got guys that you know the the company is still kind of fairly new um based you know where it is today but we've got guys that have been with us 
for years that are very happy and have no kind of long like plans. Like there's not a guy, let's put it this way. I don't see any of my guys and I look at them and go, this guy's going to break away and start his own thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I'm concerned that this guy might be trying to book something out from under us, you know, and do a kind of side thing. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. all well paid. They're compensated. We do have the person asked whoever asked that chat question about like policies and procedures. We do have an employee handbook. Mm-hmm. We do have policies in place. We have progressive discipline if there's an issue, you know, whether it's a verbal warning, written warning, uh, being taken off the schedule, termination, like we do all that type of stuff. Like this is a, you know, we try to run it as much like a, you know, company and a business like any other industry would, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and Rick is the same way. Rick, yeah. You're yeah. all W2s. We're all employees as well. Um, yep. Yep. I... I mean, some of us, the, the the those of us, I mean, there are kind of like gig workers got, you know, staffers that only work the weekends, whether it's being an assistant or a photo booth attendant or like those other kind of weekend only roles, but they're all on the books as well. Right. You know, they're, they, but they're, you know, and they're free to have other jobs during the week. But, you know, we've even gotten to a point where like myself and some of the other senior staffers, like I have a retirement fund with the company that I you know, put into when the company puts into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so do you run, you run your like techs and assistants as employees as well? What was that? You said a hundred percent. I mean, he like, said, are yeah. your techs and assistants, like all the not DJs, not photo booth attendants. Yeah. They're all employees. All like the random labor yeah. people basically. Yeah. Yeah. They're all employees. I even have rental staffers that work during the week doing deliveries, pickups, uh, maintaining the warehouse, the inventory, that type of stuff. Everyone's an employee. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, we, you know, I actually was 100% W2s until COVID hit, and then it just threw my life in the blender, and the only way to stay afloat was to drop that policy. And then ever since then, we actually switched to 100% 1099s, which is definitely not the typical transition, you know. It's the no, total yeah, opposite of that yeah. is typically what you hear. Um, but it's working out just fine for me. Um, we don't do any contracts between us and the subcontractor people. Um, it's basically completely friendship status. Uh, if, 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 if it came the day you were fucking up, it would just be like, well, you're just not going to be booked anymore. I guess, you know, honestly, I've never ran into any issues, uh, so far so good. Yet again, we're still in the infancy of that switch. So I can't really say too much, but so far so good. Um, obviously there are no issues with the W two. It comes with its own battles, but that is like a an issue free almost. Yeah, scenario. and I mean, you start running into things like, oh, now you have to consider, you know, in terms of your company's expenses and whatnot. You're now you have unemployment tax, workers' compensation, you've got like all these taxes. other things. Yeah, what was that? It's all sorts of taxes and and fees to do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, and and Josh handles that with the company's accountant, and you know, right. And there are plenty of pros and cons, but you There's know, like the W twos, you good, have fun like telling any, me you can't work. You know that's not how this works. You know uh, that's yeah. a and number one gripe. It's no, it's no different than the you know. Do you use Serato or do you use Virtual DJ? Mm-hmm. Do you use this brand of speaker or that brand of speaker? Are you a ten ninety nine or a W two? There are pros and cons. Both can get the job done, and both are effective. Like it, you know. There's no necessarily right or wrong. You know, yeah. um, you know, I know plenty of dudes that do a mix, you know, uh, I would imagine if I edited my shit, it would go back to a mix, you know, I'll never stop 1099ing people. 
Um, just because of the bulk we book, it's easier to bring on a load of DJs that I trust enough to fill those crazy busy dates and take on 20 weddings or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, where if I had 20 W2 DJs, obviously you have to keep them busy all year. And that would not be fair because I'm incapable of doing that. And if I was capable, then I could have 40 guys on the busy days, you know? So it just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's my, that's my take. We do it where, you know, a lot of our kind of like full-time senior staffers have multiple roles. Like Josh's brother, Matt, in addition to performing, He's the director of sales. He coordinates what bridal shows we do, who's going to be on them. He distributes leads to the people. You know, we've got a guy that he he's a DJ and he works under Matt as a sales rep. I have a DJ that's the director of operations for the entire company. So guys are doing yep. other things that the company needs done to justify being a full-time or being a W-2 employee. That's, that's cool to hear because that's the route I've just started taking with our staff. Um, I brought one of them up. But he, he actually runs a whole different division of the company, and mm-hmm. I just hired another one that's running our marketing social side. So, Yeah, like it- that's something like our company, uh, I, we will freely admit that we are not as strong at is using social media. Mm-hmm. And we're still booking like crazy. Our calendar is packed, but we are fully anticipating that within 12 months, we will have a dedicated social media director for the company. Yep. And and whether it's a DJ that currently works for us or a person we hire exclusively for that, they never even see a gig. We haven't gotten there yet, but there will be a social media director for the company. Eric, you all right there? Were you, Dude, I don't know. Allergies? I like got something in my eye and it is just <laughs> killing me all this. I didn't even notice it. He's beside I, me. I'm like <laughs> over here tripping out. I'm like, he's like crying and dying. I know. I, See, you're looking at both of us directly. I'm just looking at you. And I, you I just have, said, Eric, are you okay? I'm like, what's wrong with I that? have these like medical grade <laughs> eye drops and apparently oh. I need them right now because my eyes are going nuts. I got a solution in another room. It just won't help at all. Uh, whatever. It's fine. Uh, it's dying now. I just have to take my glasses off. Off, let the motherfuckers breathe. Your glasses don't really suffocate your eyes you much, know. you know. You don't wear glasses. You don't know. I Anyways. wear contacts. I, do. I, I wear took contacts. Them off so I didn't have the reflection on the screen. I wear, I wear contacts, man. I do contacts. I can't do contacts. I only wear contacts, though, Rick. I only wear mine when I'm performing or I'm playing hockey, like playing a sport or something. When I'm day-to-day, I have the glasses on and kind of conserve the contacts for when I need them. Do you have one-a-days or do you have, like, monthly ones? Um, I had up until about six months ago, I had like the two week ones uh-huh. and then the last I examined, like, Oh, well, do you want to do the dailies? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I use the dailies. I've been on the dailies for shit, seven years, I think. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's game changer. Cause like it, you don't give a shit about your contact. If a contact flips over, you just throw it away. Yep, Get goodbye. a new one. I like and the glasses because it makes my face look a little thinner. Kind of takes the the <laughs> eyes off my double chin, you know. Anyways, that's an interesting way to think about it. <laughs> so, talking about wedding shows, do you pay the DJs if they come out for both ten ninety nine and W two? So, if we do a wedding show because all everyone is ten ninety nine, it's just con- considered event income. It's the same type of invoicing, paying the off the invoice situation, mm-hmm. uh, ten ninety nine. And when it was W two. I would just pay them a flat rate for doing so really is the exact same thing. They just happen to get taxes taken out one way and the other way they don't. Mm -hmm. So you're paying your guys to attend a bridal show. Yes. Yes. 
yeah, we don't pay him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. yeah. I just pay, <laughs> I just pay my guys hour, hourly just for the time that they're there. And then we normally go out to dinner afterwards. And I've made yeah. a fun game the last couple of years now um, of who can make Rick more money, who can get, the, who can get the most inquiry. <laughs> so on the form it asks who they talk to and whoever can get the most people to say their name is, I, I always give them like 50 bucks or something like that at the wedding show. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Him, I mean, we like certainly have like sales goals. Like bank. we have one that starts tomorrow that whoever closes, and it's not a race of who's the first, but any salesperson that closes X number of dollars mm-hmm. for that month is going to get like a hundred dollar, a hundred fifty dollar Visa gift card if they hit yep. another plateau, another point. It's going to be a two hundred fifty dollar one, but it's not a race to only one could get it. Everybody that's doing it could, but with the bridal shows, it's usually like. The senior guys that have been here the most doing the kind of full-time work attend them to generate the leads and the contact points. And if other guys want to attend them, they're welcome to. They're not required to. Um, But we tell them, like, it'll be easier for us to book you if you get some FaceTime and you show up. Like, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I would believe. We also do, though, we do private showcases. I don't know if you guys know what that is down there. Yeah, like at venues. Is that what what was that? Talk, are you talking like at venues where it's like a private little just like 10 or 20 Event vendors? For us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah. Oh, wait. Like, are you talking about like when you throw yourself? Bingo. Yes. Okay. I, I, I've i heard of them. No. Yeah, I don't know do, if anybody doing those. We ain't do that. Yeah. We do private showcases. We'll partner with different venues and kind of move them around the area. And we will invite brides and grooms that we've seen or have met us at bridal shows or through the various leads that come into the company. And all the guys attend that, and that way each one gets a little mic time. They get to explain mm-hmm. their their personality. They get to kind of put themselves out there. And our closing rate on those is so high. Like we're gonna, that's kind of like our model is the bridal show is to get the contact information to get them to the showcase. <laughs> they explain their personalities um, on the mic. It's funny you say that. I'm, I'm not such even a explain, but the showcase. Um, yeah, I know what you meant. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, you get that email. It's like, well, I just want to make sure that your personality clashes with my my vision. It's like, Shut I am the fuck s- up. Like, I always <laughs> just want to be like, you're such a fucking idiot. You know, I gotta. <laughs> like, of course, I'm gonna lie to you and be like happy like all, all yeah. these djs are gonna act like they like you and like are excited right. to be there it's not like they're gonna be like my name's brian and i crumble under pressure when i go to the grocery store and like that's that's yeah. his real personality because he's a DJ. <laughs> you know what i'm saying well we don't run into that because there's plenty of content for them to figure out all the personalities you you didn't laugh at my joke it wasn't that. I, I know you're making fun of Brian. It's okay. Well, no, that's not. Well, this Brian is definitely not that. But uh, he's pretty close. Brian Bass. <laughs> shit. I feel like he's the most aggressive Facebooker I am aware of, other than myself. He's a pretty aggressive in person too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've actually only met him once. You've only cool. met him once. Yeah. I've met him more than, than you, and he works for you. Yeah. Yeah. He works for me too, technically. Yeah. Anyways, it's beauty being a 1099. So it is 9:59, and Rachel said she would remove my testicles if I did not leave at 10. So we have to wrap this up. I mean, that could be an exciting podcast it, if we see your. We're going to take the podcast on the road, people. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yes, on on that note, um, 
Michael, any last words before we get off here? Uh, where can people find you at? Email, phone number, Instagram. What's the best way to get Facebook? Uh, you know, I'm on Facebook. It's Michael Oliveris. So you're going to spell it wrong. <laughs> so look at the link. I was so pleased that Eric spelled it right on the graphic. I was like, yes. That was Rick. That was, well, <laughs> technically that was you because you enter... The, the way it works, sheet. we have a Google Sheet, and then I yeah. send the stuff to the graphic person. So if he enters it incorrectly, like last week, um, I, it, it I, ends I, up hey, on the graphic. Hey, she had that name on, <laughs> on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I just copy and pasted it. Yeah, no, that was the way to do it. But no, it's uh, you can email me at uh, mike at hveventgroup.com. Uh, I'll be going out to Marquee this year. I'm going to be speaking at that show. And... Um, I think of plenty of DJs know this, but I'm also the co-host and co-producer of the nightlife events at DJX in Atlantic City with Daryl Jacobson. I'll be doing that again. So cool. I'm usually out and about and getting to perform. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll probably see you at Atlantic City this year. I will definitely Are you going see to Marquee? Uh, undecided. Marquee's in okay. June. Is that June. June. I will June not is, go to Marquee. June is tough. We're going to see Blink-182 in June. Uh, I think in New York, actually. It's like... Uh, like uh, east of Manhattan, somewhere over there. Yeah, I can't do anything between June and August because we have just we can, we can go to, we're gonna go to Atlantic City, but goddamn, I got way too much going on in July right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like gone the whole month of July. Whatever, yeah, but Atlantic but City yeah, is easy. So, you know, email, uh, Facebook, people can find me. I'm ha- I, I'm I'm really open and giving about networking, sharing ideas, chatting up other DJs. Like I am an open book. There's, I will always make time for another DJ that wants some of my time to chat. I'm always happy to do it. And you know, the, the trade shows, I'm a big supporter of all of them. So I'm always either an attendee or participating in them. And they're fun. I love Hell going. yeah. I love going. That's my favorite. I'd rather, that's like my vacations for the year. That's exactly right. You know, I have more fun I doing mean, that I've, than like I've a got, random I've, vacation. My first one was Atlantic City in like 2000, I think. 2000? Oh. Yeah, 2000. This so. past year was my first one. Which one? The, this past year. I still can't get over that, but that's a, another story. Fact, yeah. Whatever. It's the closest show, and it's, he, he's only been to it once in the past. The like, closest? Yeah, Atlantic City. Nah, dude. Fucking. Anyways. Anyways, whatever. Name another yeah. show that's closer. <laughs> It's a uh, seven-hour drive. Midwest DJs was not Midwest. Uh, uh, oh, you thinking arms? arms? Arms. That was. Oh, okay. Well, arms DJ Tennessee. driving distance. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Michael, to get his balls chopped off. Yes. Yes. Michael, thanks for being on the podcast tonight. We enjoyed it. Yeah, um, if you guys flattered. are uh, watching this right now, be sure you hit the subscribe button. If you guys are listening to this, go over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button so we can get to a thousand subscribers by the end of next month. I don't know. We only need like fifty more. So. Well, I subscribe, so I added one more to you. Yes. I saw that. We're up to 48 now. So yes. 48 people. 52 more. 52 people. Click subscribe. Click Fuck. subscribe. Come and on. Then, then we'll do like multi-camera angles and you shit like that. You can look closer at my face while I'm scratching my eyeball like crazy. <laughs> well, hey, anytime you guys want me back, I'm happy to do it. Just ask. I'm there. Cool, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Absolutely. This is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Eric will not be here, but I'll have my boy DJ Marcellus, and we're going to be diving into all the backing works of how Fusion works. Yeah, so. so nobody come to that one. Nobody come to that one, <laughs> unless you want to know how my business works, <laughs> which is pretty boring. So anyways, peace out. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a good one, guys. See you guys next one. Bye-bye.